Hello and welcome to another edition of Layback with Betfair. We've got a huge weekend of racing coming up with three Group 1s across two tracks. We've got the William Reid, Australian Cup and Tancred Stakes. My name's Nick Foote, your host, and helping me to get through these Group 1s is the expert panel. I'll start with the great man, the little master from Packenham, Reese Goodwin. Welcome back, mate. Thank you, mate. Yeah, back for another week. We uh, were not too bad last week and can't wait to crack into another big uh, weekend of racing. It's always great, you know, Friday night racing and then you roll it into another big day on Saturday. A few sore heads Saturday morning, um, but yeah, no, I can't wait for it. Not you in the training ranks, mate. Not no, of course not. No, so, of course half not. early. <laughs> and Tommy Haylock, the uh, number one form analyst here at Layback, mate. How are you? Very well, thank you. Um, I'm good. Are you a fan of Friday night racing as a trainer? Oh, probably not as a trainer, no. If I have Saturday morning off, bloody oath, yeah. Do you have Saturday mornings off? No. Are you a <laughs> fan of Friday night racing as a jockey? Uh, Put your jockey cap on? Yeah, look, it's, yeah, it's, it's a good buzz, no doubt about it. I mean, the whole vibe at Mimi Valley is a great buzz for participants. No matter what, when you're there, it's very, very good. It's just when you get home. Even when you get home, you can't wind down yeah, straight away. Yeah. It's like an hour to wind down. I don't <laughs> know how everyone else is, but I can't just get home, get into bed and fall asleep. You know, yeah. There's still a fair bit of adrenaline going. But then, yeah, <laughs> the next morning's not ideal, particularly we've, if you've got races again on the Saturday. We've, we're got, going a bit off topic here, but we've seen a couple of race falls three consecutive weeks and jockeys have come out and said, this is probably my early lay-bin, actually. Mm. Jockeys um, or jockey... There's been a couple, okay. mainly one, but a <laughs> jockey, but there's been a couple jump on. Say that there's too much racing and look after the welfare of the participants and night racing and whatnot. Just surely it's simple, just don't ride. Yeah, no, 100% I know they agree. Feel the pressure, I, but if I, you're feeling pressure, you're feeling tired, don't ride. I feel like I'm half entitled to have an opinion because I have ridden yeah. and had to waste, although, albeit at the picnics, there's once every weekend and it's not as much prize money and whatnot. But yeah, just don't ride. Is it a little bit more complex than that, though, from the point of view that you've got, you know, if you don't ride here and you start picking and choosing, the opportunities start drying up as well? Not if you're a top echelon jockey. Not if you're Ben Mellum, sure. No, I, exactly, Tom. If you're a top echelon jockey, you're never drying up on opportunities. You mm -hmm. might miss it on a very good horse because someone else does hop on it for whatever reason and continue to ride it throughout the prep, but you're never going to dry up on opportunities. I would love to have a lifestyle one of those top echelon jockeys. Mm. They... Can pick Damien when they want to go on. Yeah, like, well, the world and... exactly. But what I feel is Damien hasn't complained at all, and yeah, he's yeah. been dead set globe trotting, yeah. and still gets the job done. Mm. Um, so yeah, look, I think it's 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 rubbish. Uh, the, from my point of view, on the trainer's cap, putting the trainer's cap on about the uh, there's too much racing. You've got to you've got to think of all the participants. There is a lot of racing because there is a lot of horses in Victoria. Mm -hmm. yeah, I mean, yeah. how often do we see small fields like? Just about every day of the week, you're looking at pretty big fields. So you have to accommodate for the trainers and the horses they have. If you don't want to, if you can't ride because you're fatigued, just be smart about it. I it's mean, really interesting. Like even as a form analyst, it's, it's very hard to stay on top of racing yeah, because correct. there's so yeah. many races. Yeah. Absolutely. Jeez, we've gone full 60 minutes off the top That's here. That's right. Is that the lay-bin? Steered the ship. No. Well, <laughs> well, if it isn't... I'm looking at the run sheet and I'm really <laughs> nervous about Nick's lay-bin. <laughs> if it isn't, we'll get into the lay-bin now. Tommy, have you got anything else to, to add? You're sort of... Uh, yeah, so I... Doncaster Prelude, mm. obviously, on Saturday. Waller's got eight of the 16 runners. That's in the lay-bin, for starters. Mm. Impossible race to do. Um, dominance of trainers. I don't actually like it. We've seen Ma Eustace in a staying race last weekend have five or six. Now Waller's got eight of six, 50% of eight of 16. Just don't like it. Um, also, I would like to see New South Wales and Sydney Carnival in the autumn is clearly superior to Melbourne's at the moment. They've got top echelon. We saw it with Jubana last week. Mm. Pat myself on the back for that. Um, their promotion of these international horses. We've got a $10 million horse that won a trial on... Monday, I think it was. Um, we haven't seen any promotion. We haven't seen. I haven't seen any footage of them getting down to Canterbury. We've got about 15 running on Saturday. I know nothing about them. Mm. That, something Melbourne does well in the spring mm. is actually get to the down to Werribee. get to Werribee, promote them, show the trials, talk show to, the work, talk to the people that are travelling over the, them. Yeah, I haven't seen anything from mm. Racing New South Wales. So that's in the lab for me. Something they could do better. I like that, Tommy. Yeah, Racy, you a happy man uh, today? You got yeah, something? No, I think I'm pretty good. You need a lift. The, no, well, last week was the traffic and I had a good run this week, so <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty happy. I'm he's, a happy man. He's potted some of his old jockey mates. Yeah, might, correct. That's why it. I thought we were doing the lay-bin early, yeah. like before, because well, I was I ripped in a little bit there. Well, I'm taking it up a notch this week, guys. And <laughs> How I am, can you from last week? I'm putting <laughs> Shepherd Avocados in the lay-bin this week. And like racing, 
avocados. They're like a perennial. <laughs> they're a perennial fruit. They're available all, all year round. There's a lot of them. However, whilst racing's currently in its Group One, you know, <laughs> format at the moment, we've just got Group Ones galore. Avocados are dishing up some serious benchmark 58 Ballarat synthetic really? type stuff. So. What we've got is we've got these absolute boulders called Shepherd Avocados. They're three bucks a pop. They're, they're flavourless. And as a man in his mid-30s, I'll continue to buy them in hope that I'll get this sort of five-minute ripen period that they have and nail it. And they've just got to get in the bin. And, and maybe the boomers were right. Maybe this is why we can't afford to buy, buy houses. But either way, six weeks until Haas Avocado season, boys. So, I agree with you, Tom. I think I do on. need to step up. If yeah. this is what we're putting in the lay-bin, yeah, I do need to find no something. Good. Because there clearly can be anything. Can be anything, anything can be in the lay-bin. Yeah, not just racing anything, the tour. Right? No, no. <laughs> I'm, wait, I'm just hoping one day they listen to me. 100%. All right, enough, enough of that. We've got Group 1s, as I said, across three tracks this weekend. It all kicks off at the Valley on Friday night, William Reid night. Um, weather and track conditions, Tommy. Uh, the rail remains true from All-Star Mile Day. We had a sort of Armageddon-type <coughs> storm sweep through <coughs> Vic, sweep through uh, central Melbourne today. What can we expect tomorrow night? I think that will probably help the track, but interesting, rail staying in true two weeks in a row, um, six-day turnaround. Inside will be chopped up. They we were, saw, sorry to interrupt. They were getting away from it a bit by the end of the day. Yeah, but inside week, barriers they? still dominated yeah, the day. There was yeah, only yeah. one race. It was race two on the car where it was a double-figure barrier. Right. Um, Vongole came for barrier 10 and they went really slowly yeah. in that race and actually set up the race for the back markers. But at <coughs> all the genuine tempo races, you had to draw inside. I think all of them were inside five. Um, three from barrier one. So the inside was advantageous. Um, we saw Cascadia and Duck up along the inside mm. and the All-Star Mile run really well. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if they get off and they're sweeping a bit more this week just based on that. But, yeah, interesting to see how the Well, track I've just plays. got the report this morning. It's a soft five mm. and it says 12 mil last 24 hours, which I'm guessing most was this morning. Yes, yep. Um, so have we got, I don't even know, have we got warm weather? or that? You reckon we might stay in the soft five by tomorrow? It'll probably get oh, a I think four. it'll be in a perfect surface. Good I think it'll four, be a four yeah. by, a little bit of by race day and it'll be perfect. Well, let's kick it off, boys. It's a race we're all keen to get involved in. It's race five. It's the group two Sunline <coughs> stakes for the Phillies and Mares over the mile. Shout the bar won this race last year. Controlled proceedings, buried a box sort of job. Um, now, the speed map, Deny Knowledge, Cyril Leo Miss, Barb Raider, they all look to be the um, key speed influences, Tommy. They do. The way I play this race completely depends on how the track's playing. If they're swooping, I would really like to be a revolutionary miss, Cliffs Art even, and even on Francais over from Adelaide, I think mm -hmm. those three. But if it's leaderish, uh, I think Cirillo Miss has got a mortgage on the race almost. Mm -hmm. um, I know he meets Barb Raider one kilo worse at the weights, but lapped Barb Raider last start. Mm -hmm. um, draws wide, but I don't mind that because she'll have to be positive from the 600 metre start. They'll just work forward, lead, control, Barb Raider will settle off. Deny Knowledge is a fascinating horse and Reese is tipping this horse by the look of it. Mm -hmm. um, off a interesting race last start. Yeah, well things just didn't go right there. The saddle slip. What do you um, make of that? How do you assess that as a form reference? Well, you have to put it's it in. The, you have to put it in the lay bin. <laughs> yeah, right. uh, no, but Josh Richards rode her and he ended up on her neck, and there's nothing you do. Like yep. he's not going to punch her out. He probably put himself in danger. So she was went at a frantic speed. There wasn't much he could do about it, and then he just had to Chinese her down. So it's a complete pen run, and then she's had a jump out since, very soft jump out. And the main thing I took out of that was Mark Zara jumped her out, and he rides here. So he's obviously you know happy with what he felt on that morning and then you you know you go back and you tie form in with this thing gets me every time thas thalassophile Th yeah yeah thalassophile so that's that's, yep. that's winning form from the gosford race where she up. was yeah. yeah and she led that on that occasion and then she was 3.4 lengths behind pounding who was you know ran well enough in an, an all-star mile probably couldn't win the all-star mile where the barrier well was. to be fair probably defeated uh sorry probably beat his expectation in the market. He ran a really credible from race. A, so, from a wide barrier that you couldn't win from, yeah. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So the interesting thing for me will be, if it is on speed, you got her and Cyril Miss, which Cyril Miss went at a, a nice enough tempo at Flemington, but she also can overdo it. So it, it is going to be really intriguing between those two because this thing in Mick Kent's loves to roll along, rock yep. hard fit. Um, and Cyril Miss drawn outside her. It's just going to be interesting to see what happens in the battle there. They might even somehow bring themselves undone and it might turn into a sweepers race. So just just on that and, and this race, if I see sweepers are making ground in races one or two, I'll be very keen to lay those up front. Mm -hmm. Cyril Miss, Barb Raider, um, even Deny Lodge to an extent, mm -hmm. and I'll probably lay those three and back 
the likes of Revolutionary Miss. So that's my play in the race. Just I've got Barbara Ada there as the lay at the moment, but just monitor the conditions. Yes. Yep. I think Matt Hill said it best in the concluding stages of the major stakes last start, and that's that Cyril Ayo Miss, she would run through a brick yeah. wall. She yeah. broke Barbara Ada's heart. Yeah. Uh, I'm pretty keen to to back up and be with her. She ran a huge peak figure as well, and she might regress off that a little, but I think she's still the one to beat for me in the Sunline Stakes. So I'm with Cyril Ayo Miss. Boys, um, let's head to race seven now. It's the Group One William Reed Stakes. Wait for age over twelve hundred metres. Um, last year, this was taken out by September Run, and the year before, Mask Crusader. So, real sort of flashing light types who both lob here again this year. And yeah, this is another fascinating race to dissect, and the speed map's going to play a huge part because there's speed drawn inside within the Congo, Babylon, Berlin, the Kiwi import, and also Jigsaw, um, who's been building a picket fence at the moment. Do you see this one being run at a pretty good clip, Tommy? Yeah, I think in the Congo roll forward from barrier one kick up. Um, <clears throat> I know you're probably against in the Congo, but the way the track players will be huge there. They might mm. be getting off the fence and yeah. it might be chopped up. Might not be the place to be. Yeah. So that could be a clear lay um, for reasons you're about to give as well. Front page will work forward as well. Then you've got a bit of speed out wide. Imperatrice maps a little bit tricky here um, from that barrier. Mm. Wants, won't want to be too far away. And there's a few drawn inside that could keep her out. Um, I found it very tricky. Has this race lost a bit of um, hype about it? Well, like, there's I'm, so many of them. I don't even know. One of them's on. got to. Like, one of them's got to give way. I feel like we've been saying that for the past three mm, yeah. years with this race. To be honest, <coughs> true. Tommy. I might have one in it next year. Might be a 64 rider or something. Nice. Jeez, put in the race. Put, put the oh, winning well, in the lab There is. A, there's a stack of them. Not there's sure a stack of them. So they've got to give way. They've got to give way. Just just in terms of form, I've got Imperatrice on top. Um, absolute star, <coughs> beaten by a very good horse last start, who was there to win, perfect setup for Artorias, Imperatriz was fantastic. Um, whether I want to back Imperatriz or not, but the price is the the query, it's a very tough race for me. Um, race. I think there's a lot of speed here. So you got in the Congo, front page, Jigsaw's been handlebars down his last two, around... Yep. Um, and then he gets around the valley, and then you got this Jeez, baby. worked out jigsaw though, haven't yeah, they? Like yeah, Cindy he's, Alderson has worked. Like he's going for five on the bounce. He's, he's, he's been taking a massive improvement between runs. Like they've just worked out exactly what how to get him to run at his best. Last prep, I think they would have been wrapped to one a stakes race, mm-hmm. and now here they are, well in the market in a Group One. He's absolutely airborne. Mm-hmm. Um, baby, uh, Babylon, Babylon, Berlin. Have you seen any replays there? I actually haven't, but I heard them talking on radio, and this thing is apparently very fast too. So mm. I put that in as being another speed horse drawn yep. directly outside in the Congo. So I'm just thinking, oh, I'm going to lay in the Congo because I just think there's going to be a lot of... Pr- uh, if he drawn outside those three and he could come across with a little bit more patience in a way, you know, you could blend across, I thought I'd be probably leave him alone. But because he's drawn one, they're going to have to be very aggressive if they want to find the top. And I reckon there's three horses that can really press him. And then if he doesn't find the top, I think those horses will have to do a lot of work and then they might come back and into his face. if it's later-ish, they'll... Put more pressure on. Yeah, anyway, so it's just yeah, going to be handlebars yeah. down for a number of these. So yeah. I was happy to um, to lay in the Congo, and there's been a lot of market support for him as soon as the fields come out. Yep, I'm with Babylon Berlin, who mm, you touched you on. So my man Benny Foot um, brings this. I was going to say, is that what you're tipping it? My brother from Tarapa. He so brings, you got the He brings this. No, he brings this mare across, and she has some excellent form mm. over 1,200 meters in New Zealand around Levante and around mm, Imperatriz. Yeah. So yeah, Imperatriz in. has had a measure both. Both times, but over twelve hundred only just got only just got it nabbed mm. it right on the mm. on the post over twelve hundred. So if you're sort of taking three bucks forty around Imperatriz, yep. like you're getting fourteen bucks around Babylon Berlin, right? Who's got a really good draw? Who I think is just going to plan in the box seat behind that tempo that you speak of. You got to respect so, the booking of Beijing too. Absolutely. So uh, I think Babylon Berlin is like a really good one by three type play at that fourteen bucks. I think you're close to four bucks a place there. So um, I'll be getting involved on. My man Benny Foots like from uh, New Zealand. Hopefully we'll get the inside goss after tra- this. <laughs> travelled. Right. Hopefully she's travelled well. Um, <laughs> race. Are you expecting your call, clearly. Yeah, exactly <laughs> right. Um, race number eight, boys. It's the Group Three Alexandra Stakes. Um, it's for the three-year-old fillies, and it's over a mile. Um, Tommy, we got Papillon Club here, who's dual nommed for the Vinery Stud. Just looks her. I was looking. This just looks her race to lose. Here. I don't know if you, you're sort of being the same. I'm sitting there going, she's just a bet. Yeah, I think she is. Um, pretty keen to be against number two, Jenny Jerome. Mm. Um, luckless last start, probably rises to right trip now, but um, had a dream run two back, mm-hmm. and I thought was only fair in the last 50 metres there. No 
no evidence to suggest she's in the finish last start. She's priced on the fact that she probably mm. wasn't the finish last start. She could have easily got a gap and laboured home and run against... Done the same she did previously, the yeah. last 50, not really attacked along. Correct. Mm. Um, so I'm happy to be against Jenny Jerome. Uh, Tass looks the leader. Papillon Club rolls across, settles outside Tass, potentially, I think, just sets up perfectly. I agree with you. Um, <coughs> yep. One of my better bets on the program. I haven't actually had a bet at all yet. Mm. Um, it's one of those weekends that I'm going to bet late, but... She, uh, Papa and Club would be the one that I'd probably harm and, it, and focusing if, in on. Um, revolutionary Nist runs well earlier in the night as well. Yep. That form sort of stacks up, doesn't it, through she the CUNY. Just so. gets a perfect run either way you look at it. Yep. If the fence is off, she'll settle outside lead, up on speed. Jenny Jerome will be back and need luck from that, I think it's barrier four. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I just think she ticks plenty of boxes. Yep. Are you going to get involved in this yeah, one? Yeah, Balmia. She's uh, a very good each way special of mine. Um, Jamie Edwards trains. Mick D goes on board, which I really like. Uh, probably not the track for her, but it, as you touched on, Tom, it's going to be interesting to see how the track plays throughout the night. If for somehow they can run on, she is she's going to go, I think, quite close. She's got a stack of ability, this filly. She was terribly unlucky behind Benedetta, who they're giving you know somewhat of a chance in a group one. Um, she got in her pocket. She got chopped out of her run. She was great late, and then she just had the race against her again. Uh, the race shape against her at Sandown last start. She's a filly that uh, she's well and truly up to these. And if she can get the right run, she, her little issue is she's always slow away. Um, if they can sort that out, it's going to save her getting back uh, where Barry she does. probably helps her because she can round them up. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, she's not going to be cluttered up in amongst them. If she's slow away, she's just going to be somewhere at the back. She'll get hopefully get on the yep. back of the right horses, get the right drag. So it is going to come down to how the track's playing. If it's dead set leader bias, then obviously you, you leave her alone. But if there's a chance they can run on, then uh, I think she's a very, very good each-way bet. Yep, double-figure odds there for you. And I'm with Papillon Club, as I sort of alluded to, at the top for all the reasons that you mentioned as well, Tommy. So that'll be, I, I think, yeah, one of the better, or probably the best bet on the card there at the Valley, I'd say. Uh, let's head to Rosehill Gardens now on Saturday. We've got two group ones there. Um, weather and track conditions, uh, rail is plus five metres from the 1400 to the winning post, then plus four the remainder. Bit of bit of rain around, Tommy. Do, do you suggest that it might um, might play in the soft range on Saturday? Typical Sydney. The forecast is between one and forty-five mil, or roughly. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Slight exaggeration, but it could be hardly any rain. It could be a lot. So we just don't know. Filming this on a Thursday morning, what the track's going to come up. Do your form for a five, and and just assess from there. Um, if three mils falls, it could be a good four. Or it could be a heavy eight. You just don't know at this at this stage. Um, do the form on a five. Very very tough race um, and race meeting. I found it impossible almost. Mm. There's a lot of internationals that we'll touch on. Um, a lot of horses first up as well. Um, and it's a staying day, and I don't like staying races that much. So mm. very hard. All right. Well, let's kick off in race number six, which is the Group Two Emancipation Stakes. It's for the fillies and mares over fifteen hundred. Um, and yeah, as just sort of Tommy, as you sort of spoke at the top of the show, you've been nailing this European form on layback. You've had protagonist two weeks ago in the Sky High. You're all over Dubai Honor in the Ranvit. Um, is it a simple case of rinse and repeat here for Joseph O'Brien with the, uh, his Irish Galloper statement, or does it, or does it, I guess, throw up something different that these aren't sort of season stayers coming over? They're coming over and racing over these sort of mile fifteen hundred meter races and that probably doesn't profile as well as those stayers, does it? No, you're spot on. Like, 1,500 metres and these mile races where these international step out, they're not staying races or they're not sprints. I mean, sprints, Australian horses are world class. We've seen that time and time again. We're better sprinters, we're breed for speed. Um, whereas the stayers, the UK, European stayers are much better than ours. So I don't know what to do with statement. Fascinating import, uh, local debut. She's in astute hands, raced well in Europe. Um, good barrier, has to be respected. And then you got going global. Uh, another international of interest. Soul trial was was pleasing, um, despite finishing seventh. Foot, glowing global, glowing going global. Um, worked home okay in that Barry trial. So I really don't know what to do with the internationals. Very very hard race. I think Reese is tipping Roots. I can make a case for Roots. Mm. Flat second up off mm. Wallace's profile. Um, Playing last up, but I think she's entitled to improve roots. I can make a case for dynasties at a huge price down the bottom here as well. Mm -hmm. Playing last time, trialled really well prior. Um, cricket score rods, so um, low draw. I've got Mirror Vision right in the mix. Probably the the horse I want to take through the Cornwall Classic. Was unlucky there. Rolls forward. Not much speed in this race. Typical mares, Phillies and mares race. She's one that with 
bit of tactical speed. I know Mustang Valley was a bit unlucky along the inside mm. there as well. So impossible race for me. Cricket score odds, are you averaging more than 34 with the bat? Or is that just Haylock's career there? That's just Haylock's career. <laughs> yeah, yeah, nice. I actually, I, heard there was, I was going to say that, I heard there was a one in front of that 34, actually. <laughs> that was last season. Oh, no. sorry. It's 130 now. It's only yeah. just gone down. Uh, yeah, I'm going to go with Roots. She, um, I think she just peaked on her run, in my opinion. We were all on her there. I think there was two or three of us that made her uh, our best. She she's becoming costly. Yeah, she is. No doubt about that. She was 13 to 1,600. Um, so I am forgiving a little bit. And at the end of the day, she wasn't beaten far. It's just if you were on her, you were terribly disappointed mm. because she sort of presented to be the winner and wasn't putting them away. But I think now with the, uh, the six, first 1,600-metre run under her belt for the prep, I think uh, I, don't, I like Abdullah going on too. Um, she flew for him first up. Uh, and obviously, I'm no knock on J-Mac, but I just think <laughs> Abdullah gets along with it really well. Uh, and if the track is in the soft range, she's got a great record on the soft track. So we are all on her at the short quote last time. I'm happy to back her in again and try and get... You're going to jump off if she loses here? Uh, well, I'll just wait and see. There's a big difference between running last and losing and running second and losing. Right, okay. Uh, but don't yeah. get paid out, do you? <laughs> no. What's, what was that, green card? Well, you could get... Could Green get paid book. out. Yeah, Green true. book, sorry. Green, Green book. book. Yeah, I could yeah. still win somehow. You can. <laughs> At least someone's learning from her education. <laughs> well, that's what I'm here for. I got <laughs> no input when you first <laughs> talk about it. Back. It was a green card, but, but anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm, still learning. I'm still learning. <laughs> um, this going global, though, just quickly, yeah. 10 wins from 7. That's a good record. Yeah, trial this, was nice. This so must can, be a, a nice horse to watch going forward. I've got in the mix as mm. well, but I just don't know what to do with these international ones. You've sort of got to watch them first runs, don't you? It's easy to How do you bet into this race? I don't want to sit here in back roots and have a statement or going yeah. global come out and de yeah. demolish Roots, them. Roots isn't going to go overseas and win many races, is she? I wouldn't have thought so, no. no. Yeah, I think you've got to approach the entire card with a bit of caution. So staking is incredibly important, but I think you can still find value. I think Miravision, um, she can run a big race third up here at double figure odds for the Snowdens. Like she struck interference last start in the Coolmore Classic at the 400 and it just completely flattened her as she was really starting to get into her work. Follows a similar profile to last prep where she was able to peak third up in the Group 1 Empire Rose with some sting out of the ground. Oh, I think she can run a big race, Mirror Vision, and I'll, I'm going to have a bet at 11 bucks. Just um, two we haven't mentioned. Larkspur run ties in through the guy Walter. Mm -hmm. She ran second there. And then you've got a tissue who's finished her campaign last prep. Really good form too. It's not just too many here a, that would surprise. Such there, a really. deep race. Yep. No, well, well summed up, Tommy. Uh, race number seven is the Group 1 Vinery Stud Stakes for the three-year-old fillies over 2,000. Fangirl won this race last year, Hungry Heart in 21, and she out the bar back in 2020. Um, how are you blokes assessing this race? Is it a race that you're keen to bet into? Uh, no, not for me, no. Uh, I was happy to watch these go around. As we touched on before the show, um, Nick Fireburn, they're all talking about her, but um, mm. up to 2,000, you just have to watch that. Obviously, she's going to appreciate sting out of the ground, but pretty tough race. Uh, Pre-retriever. Pavitra, jeez, that got me. Um, I was sort of on her first up. I thought she trolled really good and she was a little bit disappointing and then she made me look silly and she came out and dominated second up. Oh, you so, missed the tip from me second up then, did you? Oh, I must have been listening. Uh, sorry about that. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, look, she's the obvious. Um, but, yeah, I was just happy to watch and, and see how it unfolds here. Tommy? Uh, Pavitra was my best of the day at Kemba last start. Um, Best, was it? Yeah, I was. still didn't listen. No, God. that's all right. I don't think I tipped it on the show. She, <laughs> you must have missed the text message. Didn't get the number, yeah. Probably, I wasn't in that group. She probably wouldn't want it to get too soft for Petra. No, you're probably right there. Um, whereas the New Zealander probably mm. won't mind it. Um, I think only two horses can win, and that is Prowess and Pavitra. I think one of those two win, and I'll be betting accordingly. Um, I've just got Pavitra on top because I love her. She owes me nothing. Um, she's a real staying horse. She ran well in an Oaks last campaign. She trialled well prior to this campaign, yeah. as I said. Was, yeah. I thought she was good first up. Unsuitable race. Actually ran home quite well. And then second up, she put them to the sword. Yep. Interesting, the market there, because the market crunched Cool D, or Cool Die, cool late die. in peace, and actually backed her in a favourite. And I luckily didn't put me off Pavitra. I'd already had set, and I had a bit more on Pavitra. And she just annihilated in there. Mm. Um, 2,000 metres suits. Um, yeah, I just lent the way of her at the better value, but... If I'll be saving, I don't want to lose if number one prowess wins. Ties in through La Creek. Actually yeah. beat La Creek, and La Creek's run well in Empire Rose. That's yeah. So it started hard in the market. La Creek was favourite? Yes. $1.85. Yeah, yes. yeah. And ran fourth go. in the Empire Rose. Yep. And we've seen prowess beat that horse. So mm. ties in easily to the Australian form. Um, Got to be respected. One and three for me. Yep. I'm with you. The prowess is the, the horse I want to be with, the winner of the Group 1. 
bone crusher in New Zealand last start and um, beat some well-accomplished mm. older horses too. So she got did get a bit wayward in the final 100. If you watched it, I, she got me out of a bit of trouble this day, actually. Um, <laughs> there was a protest, but it was dismissed. And as you mentioned, she did that form that ties in with, with La Creek through the uh, Group 1 Empire Rose, obviously running as favourite there last year during the spring, uh, is one I want to be with. I'm actually going to lay Fireburn in this race as well. So a little Easy bit of a lays, two. Yeah. Well, this is the thing. Like seven bucks. Is that a stab? Like that was a what easy, do we got? Seven, that easy late. Seven, <laughs> to, uh, seven to $7.50. Like, I think Fireburn should be double that in a field like this. So, you know, she overcame the curse of the Golden Slipper and went on to win the size produce, but has been a little bit in the wilderness since. Close to 12 months without a W. Um, yeah, I don't think she's bred to get the 2000 either. So, I think it's a genuine throw at the stumps by the camp mm. here. And she's probably just getting favoured a little bit. Um, of what she had done previously. Yeah, and mm. the fact that it might be there might be some give in the ground. Yeah. So I don't think she'll get the trip, and I'm happy to lay her at the price. Uh, race number eight is the Group 1 Tancred Stakes. Wait for age, 2,400 metres. Duace won this race last year, Sir Dragon 80 before, and very own, very elegant. We love her in 2020. Um, any race with Knight's Order in it, guys, usually sets up a solid enough tempo um sir lucan and king frank will probably also be the speed influences there tommy yeah if our declare might work forward from that wide gate as well but mm -hmm. yeah knights order lead from king frank as we would have thought and sir lucan will be right up there um group one race it's not a exciting group one race in my opinion mm -hmm. um i don't like this distance races that much um gold trip was a little plain last start you laid him well done um wasn't the right race for him slow tempo firm track it was it going it, completely different to the Sandown run, wasn't it? The race correct, hundred percent. Couldn't have done much more, really. But yeah, the Montefilia was probably better late anyway, and comes through the same race. It, it's a good form line. Um, on the quick backups, interesting. Big watch, Cleveland. Probably got Cleveland mm. on top if I'm tipping in this race. It's very hard. We've seen these internationals come over at these distances and, and win. This horse was well fancied in a Melbourne Cup once upon a time, mm. and. Um, yeah, I'm happy to have Cleveland on top of tipping and, and betting, but I'll be watching the market closely on Betfair. How's his last start? So it's 179 days between runs. His last start was over 3,332 metres and carried 63 kilos mm. in a field of 30 runners. Yeah. Like, it's just... How is <laughs> so that different just, gravy. How is it's it so just to stack up say, to yeah. wait for age race over 2,400 in Sydney? Like, yeah, I, I just think you're mad if you bet into this, Tommy. I'm, yep. I'm going full Steve Smith shouldering arms on this one. Yeah. Um, as well, mate. Um, if I was to have a bet, like Knight's Order would be the one because he's been pretty good on all surfaces. You know, you, you know, TC's going to give him every possible chance from the front. But yeah, oh, I'm going to stay out. Yeah, look, I'll I'll stay out. But I, I'm actually going to I'm going to kick up for Gold Trip because I think this is a better shape for him because you've got Knight's Order Much who's going to roll along. Yep. Uh, and he's going to get sting out of the ground. Well, hopefully get some sting out of the ground, which yep. is why they've taken him to Sydney. He was a good four last week. I love the turnaround, the quick turnaround going to get a much better race shape. If Cleveland doesn't turn up, then I think he would probably be the bet. But uh, yeah, look, I've been laying him real late, so I won't point that back. Montefilia's got to be in the mix if you like golf. Yeah, she's, well. yeah yep. she's, she was good and she loves this thing out of the ground too. Yeah. So is that a team shoulders arms or are you going to perhaps have a bit of a watch on Cleveland? I'll be you? watching the market closely. Yep. Um, Betfair Live and betfair.com.au. If just, there's some money just, for him close to the race. Yeah, I could spec. Yeah. I said like, even last week, I said I'd let the... Um, Golden Slipper go around without me and ended up sucked in. Just getting sucked into a couple, few and couple of beers down. Nah, <laughs> gamble responsibly, obviously. Um, no, nah, I just I, I was disappointed. I should have put myself in the labian after losing in the uh, the slipper. But anyway, yes, I'll know. probably have a bet in it, but I don't want that. <laughs> some ferocious PTSD. But I don't want it. I love that. Some real PTSD for us. Cylinder oh, back at us in the Oh slipper. yeah. Sorry to bring that up. We didn't even do that on purpose. Either. No, dramas. Uh, race number nine. It's the Group Three Doncaster Prelude, over fifteen hundred metres. Um, win this race and you're exempt from the ballot and penalty in the Doncaster Mile. It's all very nice, but I don't think anyone's actually ever won both. So historically, it's not a great form reference moving in um, to this race. The top three in the market. Because the good horses should already be in the race. We saw with the Magic Knight mm. and yep. the yeah. Pango Pango with Shinzo. Yep. You made the stat last week that Shinzo, no, like, not many horses no, come from those right. three yeah. races because they're already in the race, general. Mm. Yeah, I was all over the Todman and Silver Slipper form, wasn't I? Full me. Uh, anyway, <laughs> top, three, top three in the market here. Uh, Cross Talk, who's the favourite and will be your clear leader. Uh, look to go barrier in a box like he did last start. 
um, in the Newcastle Stakes. You've got Waterford here who's building something to this prep. Um, Tommy peaked on his run last start in the Ajax. And then Munamek, I'm not sure if Nick Ryan, um, I'm not sure if he's in the float or not. They're just weighing up a few things oh, really? the camp. Do you know what they're around. weighing up? Is no. Wa- is, wa- <laughs> is Walsford going? I'm not sure. Okay, because that's the one I'd like to be with. I just heard on radio this morning Nick Ryan's going to speak with Hutchie about whether they take him or not. So they're your top three in the market. Thought he might let the horse do all the talking. Yeah, that's a race. Make the horse let him know. I'm staying (laughs) out of it. I was going to say that. I'm staying out of it, boys, so over to you guys. Like I said, Labian, Waller with eight of the 16 in the field proper, nine of the including emergencies. Um, Crosstalk's the one I wanted to be with up and out of trouble, big field. He's a horse that could actually be competitive in a Doncaster. Um, it was been by Zarek first up, and you know that seems like average form when Zarek hadn't won for a couple of years, but Zarek's come out since run really well. Mm. Um, so we saw got Crosstalk come out, went to Newcastle, won a group three. He raced pretty well there, set a fast tempo. He set a peak here, um, so I don't want to lose if Crosstalk wins. I think Skyman's the pick of the Wallers. Nice trial leading in. Uh, Run well fresh in the past, gets map favours, and probably gets the go-to jockey for Waller in Nash Rivilleron. So um, without J-Mac riding, so he'd be the pick for me. Uh, look, I'm a values man. Warsfold, if he goes uh, from Nick Ryan's, I think he's not going there to you know make up the numbers. I think he's a good soft tracker. He's got a good draw, 53. He was very good behind Scalapini last start, where he got back and obviously Scalapini led, dominated. He was very good through the line. He's had a little quiet jump out between runs to set him up for this. And at that price, if he goes up there, I'll definitely be having a something, probably a one by three, a Nick Foot special, a one by three. I like that. I'm always scared with trainers that have two, two, in, one race, two yeah. in one race like this. And I'm not talking like a Chris Waller. I'm talking mm, mm. a more moderately sized mm, yeah, um, yeah, 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 yeah. stable. Yeah. Um, that might be what it is. They might be tossing up which one actually goes. Yeah. They probably know. They might They might not, but they might be thinking, let's take one mm-hmm. and working out which one's going to be best suited. Excellent. Hey, boys, it's time now for our back to school segment. And as you can see, Reese is already so well educated here. He gave him his green card for his green book <laughs> earlier. But today's session, it's a nice little flow in from our green book into hedging. Uh, Tommy, you want to talk about the benefits of hedging um, on Betfair and how, how you can um, be a profitable, profitable punter in that space? It's just about being smart, I think. Um, if you can lock yourself into profit. Well, What's that? <laughs> I'm going then. <laughs> if you can lock yourself in a profit, yep. um, you're probably silly to not do so. Um, so if you back a horse, and we saw it last week, and we talked about Cylinder, if you backed it at 51s... 60s. 60s, sorry, yeah, he made a point of that, didn't he? Didn't make he any was difference. Talk, yeah, he didn't want to bring it up this way. Um, <laughs> I think I've brought it up twice this week. Didn't make any <laughs> difference, but hedging. So if you back it at 61s, you can either hedge back other things or mm. lay it, which is the beauty of Betfair. So you've got lay betting at Betfair. You can let, hedge and lay off a little bit. You don't have to hedge at all. You can, um, yeah, you just trade basically as the beauty of Betfair. It is similar to our conversation last week about hedging, but also if you've got a last leg of a multi with an AFL team, why not get on Betfair and back the other team so you can lock yourself in a little bit You're of profit win either some, way or no matter what, yeah. make your... Make it a free bet. Literally, like it's that. just being smart, isn't it? It's just being a yeah. bit smart, a bit disciplined, and because yeah. it's so hard to win in this game. And, yeah, correct. Mm-hmm. Um, if you can win, if you get to certain things, it, it, you don't have to hedge at all, and mm. you still want to cheer for the team you put in your multi or whatever at the start. But you might as well get your bet back or a little save or something like that. So, jump on a bet fair, good value, and and hedge and back it back the other team in the last leg of a multi or something. How like does that. that name come about? Hedging. Hedge. Don't know, mate. Oh, I was just, I'm getting rattled by green card and <laughs> Hedge. hedging. I don't know. I'll just no wonder I can't keep up. We uh, certainly cover the big issues here <laughs> in our back to school segment, boys. Do, but, you, do you do much hedging? Um, not a lot, to be honest. I, I'm, I'm a bit, I sort of like to, I guess, lay off or, yeah, or hedge, yeah. particularly in quaddies and things yep. like that. Um, I, I do think, a bit of that. Yeah, I think that's, that's I think that's where you can... Um, you'd be mad not to if there's a if there's a nice pull and your three legs in and I purposely go skinny in the last leg mm. for that reason yeah. to to hedge so that's probably the only time I really do it to yeah. be honest because um, when I have a bet I want to have a bet for a reason. Mm. I just you, you see these on social media all the time these guys on Twitter or whatnot that have a last leg of a multi to win a hundred thousand mm. and seem to lose more. Just often right at home. It, it's, yeah, it's pure just, madness. Mm. Just yeah. hedge. Just yep. like. Get your stake back. Do yeah. something. Yep. That's it. Yeah. I agree. 
No, yeah. That's a good point. Uh, boys, let's head to Flemington now. Uh, it's the Astra it's Australian Cup <coughs> Day there. We're going to look at three races. Um, we'll kick off with race... Well, actually, before we kick off with race number four, we'll talk about the weather and track conditions. Um, similar to the valley. I haven't actually got the rail up there, Tommy. Well, it drives, even, it drives it drives even better, Flemington. So rails out of the eight. Rails out eight metres. Um, should be, yeah, firming track. Mm. No rain around Saturday, I don't think so. Um, yeah, should be... Should be pretty good. Dry up well. Weather's 21, partly cloudy. Saturday rail out eight. Should firm. No rain around Friday either. So what we saw today will be pretty dry and pretty good surface, I think. Yep. Well, let's um, let's get into race number four, which is the listed Bob Hoisted handicap. Straight up the I-diddle-diddle over a thousand metres. Malkovich won the race last year and 2020 and 2021, the uh, WA Grey Fabergino went back to back. Um, mate, we got well, we've got Kalos and on the lead here who come through the same 1,000-metre race that Kalos won first up as a gelding. On the lead gets a little ra um, weight swing. Race favourite, the Bopper, um, is four from six over the 1,000. This horse is an absolute nomad, Tommy. Scone, Gold Coast, Sunny Coast, Rose Hill, Eagle Farm, Randwick, now Flemington, his last few starts. Seriously. <laughs> Get sure, a, he probably is. Yeah. Oh, this. He's, he's probably backing up. Seriously. <laughs> Get Albury. a home. Albury's on the way. <laughs> yeah, he's probably running Albury Friday in the flat Macker yeah. and Track then Track go up over 900 at Albury. Tighten him up um, nicely. Yeah, and then you've got Tajumbuck, who's dropping back for a first goal at 1,000. So mm. a lot of question marks here, Tommy. I'm once again shouldering arms. Are you having a bet? Yeah, he doesn't have a home, the bopper, does he? I don't even know where he's, where he's based. I'll take he's, him. Yeah. <laughs> I, think he, I think he's a Newcastle operator oh, with uh, yeah. Chris Lees. But he's races oh, everywhere, as you said. Um, has to bring the right form into this behind your horse, Passive Aggressive. Yeah, Bob. correct. Yeah. Um, performance rated really well, moderate tempo. Ran the second fastest, 8642 mm. of the meeting there, the Bopper. That's a great run, great mm. return. I think he's better than this lot. Um, he's obviously travelled a lot, but he still must be doing things well. And um, He's run well at the Flemington Strait before. He ran fourth in the English Dash um, here as well. So he's had that race... But he's had one go straight track um, experience. He ran well there. I, I think was on him that day in the English Dash, and he presented grandstand side, and I was lining up, and yeah. then just sort of flattened out and peaked a bit in his so run. Was that a worry? No. Or you just think he's grown up a little bit since then? He's grown up, yeah. but a thousand metres. He's yeah. surely yeah. not peaking here after running behind passive aggressive mm. and running the fastest eight six four and two of the meeting. Yeah. Um, second fastest eight six four and two and of the meeting gets, last he, start. He gets he'll the hit goat too. That's it. He gets the goat. The great man, D Oliver. Yeah. Oh, I think it's the horse to beat. On the lead, as you said, meets Kalos two kilos better for that 0.4 length defeat last start. <coughs> mm. um, I'm not sure that's the right form. A very fine red's a horse of interest for yeah. me. Um, nice trial behind Hell I Am. Good horse, um, but I'm keen to be with the bopper. Yeah. Tommy with the bopper. Just on, uh, yeah, uh, I'm not uh, getting involved betting-wise. It's a very tough race for me to sort of dissect. There's a lot of uh, ticks and crosses on these. The Jumbuck's a great straight horse. Um, down in the weights. Curran... Crying out to win another race. It's been a long time. McD gets in the saddle. I like that. Race well up the straight before. A very fine red. Mark Newman, he brings the right horses to Melbourne. He's a very good fan. trainer. He knows what he's doing. He's a good trainer. Trialled up. I think he sort of had this race in mind. So yep. maybe at the price, you would be having something one by three him. Uh, on the lead, of course, you're tied with Kalos. And then the bopper's probably got the best form. But... Yeah, I, I don't really want to get involved. I'd just rather... I think there's so many chances in this and the straight can play so funny, you know, slowly run races. It's going to be whatever has the best last 400. Well, yeah. that's that's um, the thing we say. This, this best turn of foot wins these straight races. Bob generally. has got the best turn generally, of foot. Generally. Opinion. Yeah. Generally. But who... You, you just don't... Sometimes they, all of a sudden they do sort of run along and there's a 90 to 1 pop that, you know, goes pretty quick. Like Midnight Charm... He's got no, probably not much chance on his form against a bopper, but a pretty quick horse. Bill the Box is a pretty quick horse, one up the straight. So I just found, don't really want to invest in a race that has a lot of different things that could happen. Can I ask you a question from just a training perspective here? You've got Dejumbuck, who's 24 career starts, mm -hmm. um, has been, as you alluded to, has been a terrific straight track horse. Yep. 1,200, back to 1,000 for the first time. Yeah, so this is... Um, he was in, uh, must have been two or three weeks ago, mm -hmm. and he was scratched. Uh, he had, a, from what I'd heard, he'd had a temperature. Mm -hmm. um, so obviously it was a little hiccup, but he has been back to the jump out. So they've probably tried to keep him on the fresh side. Mm -hmm. um, and they know he goes so well up the straight. So they're probably just, 
when you get to, so he's been winning a lot. He's probably been a hard horse to place, and they're trying to just find something that's worked with him, which is up the straight. And oh yeah, look, he's still well on the market, um, so they've probably still found a winnable race. But yeah, I can see why you would think he was twelve hundred back to a thousand. But he he certainly was in at Flemington three weeks earlier. Yeah, it was, was, and he was yeah. scratched, and there was yep. a reason for that. He's so. not well off at the weights with the eighty-one handicap rider carrying yeah. the same weight as the. Likes he would of, he would be finding himself very hard to place now. Yeah. He's won a few yep. or two in a row. You know, it's only going to get harder for him. Yep. Right. We've spent an enormous amount of time on that for. Her. For Tom, who's just going straight down with the boffer there, just mm. uh, getting behind the race favourite. Uh, race number seven is the feature on the card. It's the Group One <coughs> Australian Cup. Wait for age, two thousand metres. Duace uh, won this race last year. Homesman the year before, and fifty stars back in twenty twenty. There is a full field of sixteen here, plus the emergencies for the edition. And I found this a tough race to map, uh, Tommy. Outside of the Perth Galloper Maracino, there doesn't look to be a heap that are just going to be pressing for the lead. I'm not sure, uh, right, you are showing that he's pretty versatile. I don't know if you have a different view. I think Spoken Romans will be handy yep. from a good low draw, an American punch up from inside Barry. Then you've got non-conformist Moonga drawn wide. They'll put a bit of pressure on Moonga, settle forward in a couple of races this campaign. So mm. he won't be far away either. That's the speed in the race, but there's a couple that do map back and wide and a little bit tricky here, yeah. Mm -hmm. Sure. Um, Boys, how are you going to look to play this race? It's one that I want to get in from to from a back and lay perspective. I might um, let you take it first, Tommy, if you're going to have a bet. I'm not very confident at all here. Um, I've got Cascadian on top. I just think he's the best horse in the race. Um, in the fifth, far, um, fifth in this race last year, um, won the Hill Stakes on a heavy track over 2,000 metres um, when we last saw him at this trip. Um, don't mind the barrier, he will be back and wide. Map's a little bit tricky, but I think he'll be charging late down the outside, middle of the track. Um, loved his all star mile run, pounding ties them all in, excuses. Um, obviously, pounding and nonconformist met, so that's where pounding ties that form in a little bit. Right, you are, so going to make it six on the trot, going to be hard to beat um, naturally, but yeah, I'm with Cascadian. Um, very little confidence. Yeah, look, I'm going to go value mm. as something different, <laughs> but two of them. Um, emissary, I really like that Blake Shin's sticking with this horse. I think he thinks the horse is going quite well. His first up run was good, and his second up run was even better. I think he's peaking for something like this. He's, he's going to be in a similar boat. He's going to be back and wide, um, but I think basically what I am taking for this is Blake probably could have ridden a number of horses in this, and he's stuck with this horse, and if you go off some of his runs last prep, he, he ties in very well. So. At the price of double figures with him, I'm going to stick solid there. And he's a shocker. I'm not convinced about him on firm ground, but I think, again, I'm backing in that Ollie sticks with him. He was in a he was no chance from where he was behind non-conformist first up, but he, he loves the, the track and trip here at um, Flemington. And we've got to remember, he ran third to Zaki and Mwonga. Yes, he didn't beat Mwonga, but he's he wasn't far away from him in a group one. And I think... From a soft draw, the other day he drew 14 and they would just have to be negative straight away. Where he's going to be, was he drawn three, he should be able to lob a lot closer. And I'm yep. just going to be on both of those, probably one by three, I think. Can we get Dubai Honor here and start him at $7, please? Yeah. That'd be nice. <laughs> no I can't believe he hit $7, Dubai Honor. Every time we hear his name, drink. Stop stop being oh, greedy, Tom. You've, you've found Dubai Honor. Stop being greedy. Playing longer. Uh, <laughs> um, hey, I, I'm, backing, I'm backing non-conformist. Non-conformist just has to be a bet for me. The the stable, oh, you've spoken of the tricky draw, I get that. But the stable has opted to bypass mm. the all-star mile because they want a group one status. So his return in the blamey stakes was outstanding. We'll only improve off that um, because he's with one of the best second up stables in the business. So last 12 months, Graham Begg is striking at over 25% at an average SP of 420 and a 44% profit on turnover for all runners. So he'll be a horse blending into the run around the bend and I think he could be back to his best non-conformist. So sort of eight buck quote, I'm happy to get involved. I yeah. was shocked how well he won last start. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that was a, a blow me away. Well, the market, was, run, the market yeah. was too. Yeah, yeah, yeah 20 yeah. odd bucks. Um, Virtuous Circle is another that I want to spec in this race. So, he was very good in the guineas, wasn't he? Yeah, and all I, well, I was taken by his run in the Group 2 Bays last Sorry, spring. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and he's the X factor of the field, the yeah. three-year-old, has returned well this prep, can improve the most, I think, out of all this field, stepping to 2,000, no doubt And there. same sort of thing with he's a shocker. He drew wide last start. He's now drawn soft. Mm. Hopefully they can be a bit closer. He's going to need luck at the right time, yep. but, but yeah, that's all I'm glad you, the price yeah, again, correct, but I'm so. glad you brought him up because I did have a look at him and I, I was wrapped with his last run how he got caught up and he still excelled late. So there's, I think it's a very, that's why I've gone with two of them at a double figure price because it wouldn't surprise me if a couple of these ones at the top of the market sort of, like Cascadian, you know, they went to an all-star mile last week, now they're back up, it's a whole different track, you know, 
I'm, I, I don't know. I'm just. I know Tom's with him, and I obviously trust that. But I just. I don't trust him to be fair. I think his last two wins were on soft ground mm. and heavy ground. So yeah, I'm not, not that I was confident. Yeah, as you, yeah, you pointed out, you weren't overly confident. Yeah. So I was happy to, to like you, Nick, to try and get some value out of this yeah, race. That's a good segue as well into my lay because I'm going to lay Cascadia oh, in this go. race just for the price. Like, look, he was absolutely outstanding in the All Star Mile yeah, last week. No doubt about it. About it, he's. Rising nine, 46 career starts, and has won once at the 2000. Mm. Uh, he's never won at Flemington from eight goes. I feel like he's a really good Group 1 horse, so they just keep sending around and will bank a nice check. Um, yeah, but he, at $3.50 in this race, so I'm just going to take a set against him at the price. Um, yeah, and I don't really love a horse without a plan. I think they just keep rolling him because he yeah. keeps coming through his runs well. So Well, he wouldn't have got picked into the all-star mile yeah he was a, by he was one a of those wild card oh yeah, okay right he was he? He, well i wasn't oh, sure if he, no, was one he of the, came in there was that many that come out yeah as i said that was i was nearly going to get a run with one i reckon yeah <laughs> settle down <laughs> like the william <laughs> reed next year <laughs> that uh win tilly are we looking at any other races i think they're the only two races we're going to look at boys <laughs> at can i, I just touch on race five um you certainly can Sunlight Stakes, we probably should have previewed it just really quickly. Mm -hmm. um, fascinating race because we talked about Benedetta a yep. bit in this show and off yep. air as well. Now, yep. if she's here, what do you make of the race, Reese? You love Benedetta oh, as a horse? I wouldn't say love. I would. I heard you talk off I air. didn't say love. I just didn't say love. I just thought they were... Race six too. I just thought that... I was race gonna, six. Yeah, yeah, like you rattled yeah, me sorry. there. I'm going to sorry. race five and yeah, you started yeah. talking yeah. about Benedetta. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, look, she, I think... Well, this is... I don't... I think they're going the wrong way if they go the William Reed because it's obviously a strong race, yep. different track, and she's drawn off the track. If yep. she's drawn soft, she might get the right run, and I'd understand they're going for some really good black type to, to pump up the pedigree while she's running well. But now she's drawn gate one um, down the straight at Flemington, so it's another difference from her last winch. You know, she was able to draw her off, and she you know, got probably to the right part of the track. So, look, I'm not going to... I like the filly, but I don't know if I even like both the setups this weekend. Yeah. Um, I don't know if she wins either. Well, there you go. Uh, what you I'm need, certainly you, not going to be backing her. What's that, ba what's that based her. off? What's that based off? Is that how the race rated last start that she came yeah, through? Yeah, and also Paris Dior was playing in behind. Sothea is playing in behind. I know she walloped them, but Wee Nessie ties in favourably, and that's the recommendation form. So, and, I, and then you've got What You Need, who couldn't have been more impressive. Savage the line mm. off a slow tempo. Um, down the Flemington Strait last time. Like, short mm -hmm. price, going to be hard to beat. Oh, Benedetta can win this, I'm not... Yeah. But I just think she's probably the favourite in this race that I'd be more inclined mm. to be I, against. Yeah, yeah I was going to say, I'm probably need. against her against this setup. But would yeah. you... Would you? Do you think she's still on a very much an upward spiral? Oh, 100%. Like, still yes, the, the race so probably didn't... Need. Yeah, correct, correct, yeah. But I just... Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. The, the setup at both places, I would probably be against it. Yeah, like, I, and I'm a big rep of recommendation. I think it should mm. be shorter in, in betting. And one, I can make a case for at a huge price, 150s or something, um, you'll get Befair. DME. Lady DD, mm. um, down the bottom, has to get a run. Ran slowly last start, but go through her form lines. Um, her debut, five winners came from that race. Her second start, five winners came from that race. Um... Third start, three winners have come the next two. And then last start, the Future Stars final, we saw Bel Air come out and win very impressively. And then Halix won yesterday. And too, Halix won. So and Marble form, Arch goes around. Oh, they picked out something pretty Marble Arch is a very nice yeah, horse. correct. I think the forms through her is sensational throughout mm -hmm. her whole career. I, I think if she gets a run, um, she can run well. So at 150, it's just included in the multiples. Uh, That's huge. There's just quickly, and she's so tractable. She'll race up on speed and put us in Rich the Fortune, massive overs too. I mean, might be done nothing wrong. All prep, done nothing wrong. Out Steps in the up right to part of the track, maybe. Meets those two nice horses though here. So yeah, you, you can make a case for a few. Yeah, I just yeah. think Benedetta is probably too short. That's what I thought at the price. Is probably too short yeah. as, as mm. well. Yeah, I can make a case for a few others. Yeah. I'm a big Benedetta fan, and I, I think. She, Maybe this whole Group One wait for age, where, they, where they're looking is just a little bit too mm. soon. I think mm. she's going to furnish into a, a really, a six star. really nice horse. I kind of hope they run at Mooney Valley so I can pin her there and back her back something else in this race. Mm -hmm. It's time now for our best backs and our best lays for the weekend, boys. Um, some good discussion throughout today's show. Um, Tommy, we'll start with you. Uh, you seem to, you always like to give a few best backs and best lays. Where are we going this week? It's <laughs> the hardest hardest day I can remember. Mm -hmm. Legit, it's impossible. There's so many angles. Um, impossible. Substantial's a, a fascinating import, one of many, over 1,400 metres. Um, just like the trial of Substantial, race 10 at Rose Hill, number 11. 
Great career record, maps well, trial behind in the Congo was fantastic. Um, each way, substantial race 10 number 11, and Papillon Club, if their maps well, ticks a lot of boxes for them, my best two bets. Uh, so I'm organised this week. I love it. My best bet is Balmia in the last at Mooney Valley. Um, just going to have to see how the track's playing. If they're making any type of ground, I think she's a dead set each way special. And then my lay is going to be in the Congo, uh, the race before in the William Reid tomorrow night. Um, I think there's just a whole lot of pressure there. And gate one, I think, is going to be a cross against him. Well done last week because none of our lays, uh, lays are still running. We're doing mm. all right. In Happy the boat. Days. Warming up into in this the lay stuff. You guys were very lucky. Young nah, one. never in doubt, race. Mr. Brightside. Never in doubt, Mr. Brightside. Yeah. Well done. <laughs> Fizz, I thought he was going to burn me. Then. I was like, oh, oh, nervous. oh got nervous. <laughs> that would have made next week like yeah. <laughs> uh, My best bet uh, this weekend, boys, comes Morfittville race four, number three, Palagio, at about nine bucks you'll get for this runner. Last start winner at Kyton, over 1,100 in Benchmark 58 company against the older horses. Worked early to sit outside the leader, then when was uh, asked, was able to kick away, carrying 62 kilos. Finds a nice Saturday race here. Lockie overall claim drops six and a half kilos on last start. Drawn barrier one will find the top and will be hard to run down at a big price. Uh, my best lays, uh, as mentioned earlier in the show, Rose Hill race seven, number one, Fireburn. I think she'll struggle to get the 2000. And Flemington race seven, number one, Cascadian. Just think the big fella's a little bit too short there in the group one. I haven't mentioned my lace. Um, laying Del Toro in the Albury, sorry, before he wrapped up the show, I thought I'd get him. I thought cool. he, we were trying to cut him short because nah. yeah. last week was so long and he hadn't even got to fit in his lay. <laughs> oh. <laughs> my lays are still running. Yeah. Don't worry about that. Um, <laughs> that's how well I'm going. Nah. Yeah. Do buy um, Albury. <laughs> Aubrey Gold Cup Friday, race seven, number four, Bel Toro. Uh, never been a 2000, probably needs a firm track. Happy to be against him. Shocked he's that short, Bel Toro. And Jenny Jerome, as I said, maps awkwardly. Um, unlucky last start, but that's definitely factored in the price. Yep, nice one, boys. Well, it's been fun again. It always is. I love my time on layback with Betfair with you guys. Uh, all the best on the weekend. It's a it's a bit of a marathon starting Friday night there for some quality black type racing. And as always, gamble responsibly. One 858 858 And we'll be back next week on layback with Betfair. Gamble responsibly call 1-800-858-858.